Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. It's the Angry Dad. He's back. It's been a long time. Ben, it's good to see you. You look great. You got the beard. It looks like it's got more white in it than it did before, but you're, you're rocking it. That's it, Rob. It means here right now. This thing is just uh, slowly frosting over form on me, you know what I'm saying, with all the stress and shit that I've been going through the last two years. Uh, it's just been crazy, brother. Now, everybody's been going through, I guess, the pandemic-related stress, but you've been going through stress in a different way that's better because it was actually getting you contacts with new guests and a bunch of things like that. You had this Legends of Iron podcast. If you exp- I mean, it's been two years since we talked. You just explained to me every single change. That means if you had a new diet trend, I want to hear about it. <laughs> well, it, it, there, it, my, uh, like I have completely revamped so many things. Uh, Legends of Iron has put me with elite athletes. I'm literally like, uh, I'm literally around like the top percent of strength athletes. Uh, you know, Nick Best right off top. You know, he's a ten-time world strongest man competitor. Uh, John Anderson, who's who's another strongest man competitor, Stan bodybuilder. Everding. Stan Everdeen, uh, Martins Leishis this weekend. Um, I was literally with Chad Coy, who's one of the original strongmen of the sport. And he was coaching uh, Trey Mitchell and uh, Kevin Ferris. And so basically, like, you know, th- with this past weekend, that our past weekend, which was in, uh, I was in Myrtle Beach from, I want to say the 17th to the 22nd uh, for World Strongest Man. And right off top, like every single day from six o'clock to, Seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, we're completely immersed in strongman. So we're we're there for the event, we're eating for the event, we're watching the event, I'm recording, I'm getting content. And then as soon as the event's over, we all go back to the the hotel where all the strongmen are, and they're like, Hey, we're eating, we're talking, we're strategizing, we're doing all these different facets for like this one percent of strength. <coughs> well, strength athletes. So you gotta imagine like. Uh, my 300 pounds doesn't look like their 300 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had to drop a lot of weight and a lot of size. So like, I've like been doing that, you know, trying to get a little more slimmer and I'm around these guys and it gets you, it gives you that bug because when you're around this top athlete and it, I do not say this with disrespect, but when you're around that and you see that it almost makes you feel like you can do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like you're you're amongst your friends. Everyone's joking and having a good time. Well, that was the ploy with Superman. When Superman came out, every kid thought that they could do what Superman could do. You know, it ended up becoming a point where kids were jumping off their roofs thinking that they could, you know, fly or something like that. But that's what it's like. You see some dude put up like four plates on a bar on each side and then just start benching it and cranking it out like it's nothing. You're like, damn, I want to be able to do that. It's, it's, I mean, it's enticing, 100%. No, no, it's very, very enticing, but you know, being around that, like it definitely changes your diet and changes how you're like going amongst things. Cause like, you know, the amount of food that's consumed by a strong man is, it's very impressive. But the thing is you can see, I can see them struggling to consume and I've never had that issue. And so like my, my issue has always been like not eating so much because I'm not training as an elite athlete. I'm around elite athletes, but I can't train like elite athletes. You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing too that that kills me the most is, you know, uh work, you know, I working for Nick and helping him do all social media, doing all this video coverage for him because like I said, I've gone from podcast producer to social media manager to like uh a, basically like a a CEO of an up-and-coming company that's getting ready to start popping off. And it's like I'm I'm doing all this work with four elite athletes, but I get to see them train. I get to watch them train and I get to record them train. 
but I can't train with them because it's not that like, uh, you know, they always offer like, oh, why don't you just, you know, strap on your boots and your belt and let's start working out. And I'm like, I can't because I can't do my job if I'm huffing and puffing and trying to keep up with you guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm no, I'm dead in the water if I'm, because uh, the one thing about the elite athletes, as soon as they're done training, they're, they're, they're zapped. Like there's no, like, I need to go to the store. I need to go out. I need to go do It's Like, no, I am sitting here and that is it for the day. I cannot train anymore. I can't do anything anymore. The only thing I'm going to get up and do is eat my food and sit down because like, you've got, you got to really think about like the max effort that they have to put into their training is, is not the same max effort of you going to the gym, you going to the store, you going shopping all day and you like doing your daily routine when you're with these elite athletes, as soon as they're done training that, no, that's it. It's all recovery mode recovery time. And they have to take it serious because that's their job. There's a, uh, I mean, I want I want to ask you this. You're the, probably the only person I'll talk to about fitness stuff. Like I work at a gym. One of my good friends is a trainer at the gym. Um, so we saw the Creed three movie, this little funny story, but we saw the Creed three movie and he re- he leans over to me and goes, God, they got so ripped for this film. I was like, thank you. Someone else is thinking about how jacked these guys are. Cause I feel like every time I'm watching a movie like this, it's just me. And I didn't know if it was like, you know, like you're secretly gay. I'm not, but I'm just saying when you're, when you're looking at dude, like I look at, uh, yeah, but when you, yeah, like his physical fitness, his, like he got jacked in the beginning and then he got jacked again. And then seeing that dude Kang or whoever his name was that came in, that dude was big as shit. And I was like, I was like, I, I, like trying to acknowledge that with someone who doesn't work out is not. Part oh of yeah. The they don't form. understand. They, they just don't go, understand. what's wrong with you? And I'm like, stop exactly. making me feel bad. And then my buddy just leans over. He goes, yeah. Cause he's a trainer. So he knows what to get people into competition shape and all this stuff. Goes, yeah. What it takes, you know what I'm saying? That's like, yeah, it's a lot. Like these guys have to go through like the, the reality is unless you're jacked or you seriously, you take your workout seriously, you'll never notice how the physique of another man Unless you're one of those men who take that serious, because me and my me and my brother do it all the time. Like, God damn, look at that shit! What the fuck did he do? You know what I mean? You mentioned those powerlifters that they're zapped after their workout. Is that because they're exhausted, or is that because they're focusing more on recovery than they are with like not wasting any precious recovery time just so they can enhance their muscle growth? Well, no, it's it's completely like zapped. Like they're like you gotta imagine. Um, like here, I'll put, I'll give you an example. Uh, um uh nick is uh nick best is training for a powerlifting meet and he wants to pull uh 2000 basically a thousand kilos at his next three meet lift so to to us to to get to that level the next thing that he's getting ready to do is he's getting ready to uh do a dead like he want to start before he starts pulling singles to get to that top pr he's going to deadlift 500 uh 560 pounds for 20 reps all right. After you do 560 pounds for 20 reps on a fucking deadlift bar, are you going to have any energy after that? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to think it. Like there's a certain level. Basically, after 405, you're lifting more than one percent of the world. You know what I'm saying? And and that that number starts is is growing now because uh, powerlifting, deadlifting, and all this stuff is big is getting very popularized, and you're starting to see it. But the thing is, is a lot of these people that are pulling like these numbers are only pulling singles. They're not pulling doubles. They're not pulling triples, let alone pulling 20, you know, 20 reps with anything over 500 pounds. Why do you think powerlifting is taken off more? Do you think that's just because like everyone's given up on the whole diet trend stuff? Like I'm still even working out my diet. Let me tell you something. I eat a box of cereal every two days 
And I mean, so I, when I go to the grocery store, I get like eight boxes of cornflakes and I get a, like a, it, it's ridiculous. And I'm trying to find ways to cut it down. But when I go on my phone to go Google something like what's healthier options, they either give you like rice and broccoli, but then they, they don't, they go like, you can saute it like this to make it taste good. I was like, first of all, I like all that shit plain. It tastes good by itself, but it's like the prep time. Then you got to, you have to have coordinated days to do the prep time stuff. And also, is that going to replace the craving that you need from that? And then it's like, you can try like lentils, you could try a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, what is the actual thing? Like if someone really wants to know, like, what's a good food for me? And it's kind of like, well, we have billions of options to choose from. So just find out what works. And there's not like, I know there's books that sell like a guide and shit like that. So at this point, I feel like everyone's given up on the diet trend and they're like, I can eat what I want. I can drink what I want, but I just got to go lift. And that's what I'm seeing now. And I'm like, I work at a gym, so I see it every single day. Someone comes in, they work out once in the mirror, check their muscles, and they either think they can take everybody or they start switching their Instagram name to powerlifting and then whatever their name is. Right. Yeah, there's peaking before powerlifting. You have to peak. So like there is a program, there's a set thing. And the thing is, is a lot of people don't like to, first of all, no one likes to be told what to do. No one wants, everyone thinks they have it figured out. Nobody wants to to like actually put in the work for what it takes because like you have to condition, you have to eat, you have to eat on the program. Like there's all this science that's behind it, and and a lot of knowledge behind it. Because one of the things that I found out is, look, especially with powerlifting, is look when they write a program, that program is specifically made. Everybody wants to PR, everybody wants to lift heavy, so you're gonna get a lot of the social media lifters where they're like. I only post my heaviest lifts. No one's posting the grind. No one's posting the work. You know what I'm saying? You don't really see people like, oh, I'm just training today for the functionals. There's so many different aspects to powerlifting that I didn't know that I know now. And it, the same goes for strongman. Like, like it, it takes a, a, a certain person and a certain way to do this. But you get in a lot of internet people like, oh, I, I could pull 800. But guess what? They're not pulling 800 in a meet. They're not pulling... 800 in in a show they're they're like i'm on the internet these are all the plates and i made it look good you know what i'm saying but they didn't show all the failed attempts they took to get there you know it, it it's pretty crazy when it comes to like the way things are all set so it's like it, it i want like like even with nick like we're showing working sets like he shows his bottom set to his top set and he's like i want people to see the progress i want people to see how we're doing this I want people to learn what's happening to, to get to powerlifting. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's so insane watching people like just throw these numbers out and, and it, and powerlifting getting so big, but like, you know, you're, you're a weightlifter and a, you're not a powerlifter until you're into a powerlifter meet. That's kind of almost how I feel now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of people say they're bodybuilders, but the thing is, is you're not a bodybuilder until you hit a competition. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I don't want to taint the work that these people really put in to, to get to their profession. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? You know, I used to say, oh, yeah, I like bodybuilding. I, I train bodybuilding. But, uh, you know, like I was I, I would never be a bodybuilder until I hit the show. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely talk a little bit more differently on when I'm doing things because I don't want to disrespect pro athletes in, in the way that they're doing things. You know what I'm saying? With you think with body or powerlifting kind of on the rise do you think that it's going to change when it comes to the way people view things because before it always made you look like a meathead i mean i work in the fitness industry and at the same time i've worked out every day for 10 years i just i pick my own goal i'm not about getting big and getting huge i'm more about just staying lean 
Um, so I'm like 165, but I don't look 165. I always wear a hoodie all the time because I'm more focused into like the psychological impacts that it has on lifters. I mean, being around in the lifter world, you can, I mean, you probably know what a lot about that stuff, like eating dysphoria's body, yeah, morph, like dysphoria. yeah, body morphia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people who train these weights and stuff like that, that there there's usually a certain amount of trauma that one holds that helps them push themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because like, uh, we all need this linear goal of like, I need to get here to feel better when it comes to a lot of stuff. Like I said, even for myself, like I didn't start training until I went through <clears throat> my first divorce. And when I went through my first divorce, I didn't have a point or a goal. I was just like lost and lonely. And then when like my mom hit me with the little truth bomb of like, what do you want to fucking do? And I, when I told her what I wanted to do was I wanted to work out and she's all, then go ahead. And then once I started working, I was like, it gave me that that point and that goal to reach. And once I reached that goal, I felt better. And then it gave me a, then it gives you another goal. You know what I'm saying? There's like so many, it, it, it sucks when, because a lot of us have to deal with this kind of trauma, but it, it, it definitely helps people push to that, to that, you know, that mental health that we all really need. Do you have, do you, did you find that any of the powerlifting guys talked about some of that trauma that they have? Uh, you know, like I said, it, uh, you, you, you hear it. Yeah, but you just move on because a lot of them they'll mention it because like well they'll all start talking about it but a lot of times Sue's like with them just talking about it they're you just gotta be like oh okay and then just like you know you know you you bond over it and then you move on because guess what it's still your next set for the for the next rep you know what I'm saying it usually comes out in forms like oh I wish I could do that but I had this shoulder injury or I had this type of thing and it's like I mean I'm, I'm 25 but I start noticing some of that stuff as well too I had to take a break from doing chest a couple of months ago because I felt like this was about to tear and I was like I just need to relax on that because I do not need to have that happen I ended up dropping 165 on my face oh, um, which never feels good thank god it hit me the lower part of the jaw and didn't knock out like the bottom rung of my teeth no, or anything, teeth, yeah i mean you you see that type of stuff so whenever i see like the kid from high school gets a gym membership and then starts like cranking out heavy sets and then thinking they're badass i'm like bro i'm like you understand that's beginner gains wait till you start and, and then you you, you kind of like i always like to explain the roller coaster of i guess weightlifting to people just because like you're going to be happy with your body one day then you're going to be upset with it the next but i think everyone who's experienced lifter understands now that once you pass that first goal, when you first start working out, everything afterwards, you're just constantly, you would think you'd be happy with the way that you look, but a lot of people are just constantly judging themselves or constantly trying to find improvements. That's what's with the strongman thing. I can't, powerlifters are a different breed to me because eating so much just to get more muscle. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. The psychological torture on your basically mind when it comes to looking at yourself in the mirror. I mean, yeah, you have big traps. Yeah. You have big arms, but then when you wake up in the morning and you notice you have a giant gut, I was like, how do you get past that? That's just torture to me. Well, and see, and that's the thing too, is like a, you know, a, a power belly. And that's the technical term for it for is, um, you know, Strongman is a static sport. Powerlifting is a static sport, but it's starting to actually shift a little bit more to to leaner guys. Like the person who won this week at uh, Mitchell Hooper, he he is like the not even the definition of what you would think a strongman would look like. He is like very athletically fit and very athletically strong. So it's like he you know he doesn't have like your typical power belly. It's like the 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 sport is definitely morphing into a a different breed of younger athletes that are just just freakishly strong without having that static weight because like a lot of them won't be like a lot of them aren't over 400 pounds anymore uh, you know you, your your average 
power uh strongman used to be four, you know four plus you know what i'm saying because they're they're deadlifting 800 pounds they're pulling buses they're they're doing logs arm over arm there's like all these different things that like size would literally help you with but now that they're finding it's like no we can be this strong without that size and so it's like it's definitely changing but yeah even with powerlifting, like you know you see a lot of the guys still with the power bellies and all this stuff to 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 mass moves mass then that that's used to be the formula but the formula is definitely changing now because they're starting to find that mass doesn't move the mass the same way anymore you know what i'm saying i um when it comes to some of those powerlifting competitions that you went on i mean did you have did you see anything incredible to you that you hadn't seen before like through all the even just your years of weightlifting upon doing the legends of iron podcast and then kind of what it transformed into as well too it's it all comes down to technique because um everything that i've seen that's blown my mind is the small adjustments that i've made myself just from watching them and then just getting a little coaching from nick because what it is is it's the arm stance. It's the the leg stance. It's it's the uh, bracing techniques. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're in bodybuilding and training like that. Like um, you know, we have the motion of getting the pump, and we have the you know. So we always move in a way where it it helps pump the muscle up full of blood because we want that skin ripping feeling. But the thing is, is like um, you know, I'd always get injuries. Uh, or tweaks where I'm like, oh, my shoulder, oh, my back, oh, you know, because the thing is, is like, uh, uh, come to find out, I was never bracing correctly and I was never bracing right. You know what I'm saying? Because like, uh, in in their benching, uh, a lot of times for power uh, for bodybuilding, you, you your elbows are a little flared out, and you know what I'm saying because you're trying to get that full contraction. But the thing is, is like with benching for powerlifting, the elbows are actually more tucked into the body. And you're so you're engaging the uh, the back and the trap uh, the triceps at the bottom, but the chest is engaged at the top. And like typically for like bench pressing for like us, what ends up happening is we're trying to get full contraction in the chest, and we're not really trying to push the back as hard or triceps as hard. But the thing is, is like you get more of a pump and more of a feeling and more stability out of the benching of powerlifting than you do for the style of bodybuilding. Because like a lot of times you'll see people out arms like this. But the thing is, is this is their bench. They're like literally like here and it, it takes the pressure off the shoulders a lot more than the way it does for when we're trying to like really hit chest. And so like they're and same thing with squatting. The thing is, is like with squatting, the way I was bracing is, of course, you know, I'm always bra pushing out, bracing against my brace. But the thing is, I was never screwing my feet down into the floor and I wasn't never using like the full kinetic energy that you can like literally generate from like grounding yourself in locking your lats in flaring the back and then also too like i was always a high bar squatter and you know once i changed to a, that low bar that's a powerlifting style like you know it's not powerlifting style but it's more preferred in powerlifters in low bar squatting and then once i learned how to actually like low bar squat correctly it jumped up my squat tremendously you know what i'm saying it's like it, it, it literally went up 65 fucking pounds do you find that any of the powerlifters don't squat like any one of them no, all powerlifter squat, all like it, it is, it's hand in hand because you got the big three bench, squat, deadlift. You have to like, um, you know, th there are one lift meets, but the thing is, is like, you know, the majority of them do three lift meets. So they, when you go to a powerlifting meet, you got a squat, you got a bench, you got a deadlift, and that's how you get your total. 
I just don't recommend deadlifting to anybody. I just, I, I have a little bit of a lower back injury, so it's really painful to deadlift. And that was from, well, like, then and, yeah. and here, here's the thing is like, um, a lot of the times, like, uh, like I said, I used to have like a real bad back, just, just like how you're saying. And so I used to always kind of like square off from deadlifts, but, um, you know, as I started like practicing and getting my strong, my back stronger, there's all these different techniques that I've been learning that actually like create this internal back brace. You know what I'm saying? There's like all these different techniques and little different thing tricks that you have to learn. And then once you really figure out the bracing and the timing of deadlifting, it it, it definitely changes. Like, cause like what ends up happening is the first lift is always, always decently good form. But then basically it turns into an RDL because people start hitching after that first rep because it's it feels easy, but they're not doing a complete deadlift. They're not dropping down low enough. They're not resetting themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are trying to cheat the deadlift because they're trying to get more reps out of it. So like, and just like anything else, you have to practice, practice, practice until you get it down right. So like my, my deadlift is, is definitely looking way better and feels way more comfortable than it used to feel because like a lot of times, and I know you know this feeling that when you go down and then you pop that chest up right before you lift, you can feel that little burn in the middle of the in the middle of your spine, like, oh, this is not gonna feel good. You know what I'm saying? And so I've I've learned to brace myself in a way and and develop that lower back in a way where it doesn't allow that to happen. Did you find any of the powerlifter guys are getting felt like they had moments where they were comfortable? with how their lift was. I think everybody gets to that, like their routine and you have to kind of keep trying to change it up. I keep trying to find different ways to do back and stuff, but with eliminating deadlifts, I'm looking at like, I do lats all the time. Like my, my back is pretty wide in the upper part of the section. But then when it comes to lower back, when doing those pulls, I'll do some of them, but a lot of that's like, I don't know, to me, it's just monotonous. And it's just not even a point in doing it. So I try and mix up attachments when I do upper lats. Oh yeah. No, no, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of different, like I said, those lower those attachments and all the stuff you know like a weighted leg raises um hyper extensions and like really concentrating on the hyper extensions like starting in, the, in, in like especially if they're not comfortable starting off in a position where they are comfortable and then getting to the point where they become way more comfortable where you're suitable to just do a full flexion you know what i'm saying there's and then also too like even glute raises like uh or like uh because a lot of times you can use um the hyperextension machine to do like a, a basically like a glute, a glute raise instead of a hyperextension raise where it, it'll tighten all that up in that lower back. You know what I'm saying? There, there are so many different little techniques that I've picked up and learned over the last two years. That's completely changed my style of training. Like I've completely revamped like my eating and completely revamped my, my whole, like it, it's so crazy. Cause like uh, I have this thing where, Every time I do any kind of standing exercises, I flare my knees out a little bit. And then like almost like I'm trying to flex my legs as like I'm trying to like like literally leg press the earth before I do any exercise. And it, it completely stabilizes the, the core, the lower back. And then like it, 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 it like you're doubling your workout because like you don't even have to do abs because you're pressing your your you got your body screwed into the earth so hard. That every time you do a lift, it automatically engages it. So you don't even have to do any kind of like abdominal work because of how much pressure you're putting on your body to keep it together. So you're man spreading. You know what I'm saying? In a powerful way. <laughs> In a powerful way. <laughs> what when you mentioned uh changes to your diet, what did you what did you find that worked for you? Um, 
you know, like I said, I uh, I went carnivore for um, a good amount. I want to say I went carnivore for about a year, and only meats. Um, and I was, you know, I'd have some macadamia nuts and stuff like that, just just increasing the fat, and it worked extremely well for me. But um, I just couldn't maintain muscle size. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I I've always been large in the arms, large in the shoulders, and I could eat like this. But then I was like, I was dropping weight. But I was like at the same time, my mass wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, I just, I, I just didn't like the way I looked when I was carnivore. Like it was fun, it was good. But the thing is, is like when I eat carbohydrates, I'm, I'm a little fuller looking. And for those who bodybuild and understand what that means, it means the muscles look a little more rounder. They look a little more protruded. They're, they're just fuller. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I don't look fat or puffy. They're just you know, like everything's just a little more rounder. And so, um, you know, I, I, I ended up like very low carb. And then now it's not, not even a good carb cycle. Like, uh, I'll have my breakfast, I'll have my second breakfast, and then I have my lunch, my second lunch, and then I have my dinner. But the thing is, is like carbohydrates, just me, carbohydrates, just me, carbohydrates, just me, last meal of the day, only me. And I feel good. You know what I'm saying? I'm not completely full. I'm not like uh, stuffed and and I'm not looking bloated. You know what I'm saying? So I just, it's just having to find like a, a nice fine line of like what the carbohydrates need to be for myself. That's the that's the thing. And, and the thing, just like I was saying earlier, like there's a billion different things to test, but you got to eat a billion different things to see how your body reacts to what, 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 what would be the best for you. You know what I'm saying? So like one of the best things for me is rice potatoes and when i mean rice and potatoes like I'll, I'll have certain meats with certain rice certain meats with certain potatoes you know what i'm saying so like uh the even the majority of my meals is when i have rice it's ground beef cottage cheese cashews uh bone broth and rice all mixed in and then i'll just eat i'll eat it just like that and it's fucking like a little bit of, you know, you got to salt everything. So I salt the hell out of it and, and literally I'm just eating this bowl just like this. I don't salt a lot of my, like my diet probably now, like I said, it's cereal. hundred percent. Every single meal is basically cereal. It's just that crunch factor. I have I need a crunch factor, um, but I got to find a, a replacement for that. So I tried kidney beans. That's just a pain in the ass because you're farting all the time. And I know, I know people. Like it's 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 used in movies as like a reference, but that's a real thing. Is the farts are ridiculous with that and high protein content. But I find that my body has like I eat eggs, um, egg whites. I just I eat, that's basically I only eat twice a day. One of it's a protein shake, and the other one's um egg white meal or something like that. Because I fixed my digestive problem, which remember I had a digestive issue. Yeah, I just I had fixed, the same thing. <laughs> I had fixed it by stop eating past 2 p.m. and then don't eat until 10 a.m. the next morning. And I find that if I go to bed and I wake up, my body can go to the bathroom like without any. So I've been like, so like I, I stopped taking medication. I stopped drinking coffee. I cut down my caffeine, dude. So my changes in like the past month, I went from drinking six energy drinks a day to like one energy drink a day. And maybe sometimes two, depending on if I really got to push through that workout. Cause you got to remember I work out at midnight. So I usually work out from midnight. So when I clock in at 4 a.m., um, so I try and like, if I can not do another energy drink, I won't do it. But cutting out coffee was a pain. Cutting out cereal is going to be the biggest difficult thing in my entire life. I tried mixing, and this is going to sound so stupid, but celery chopped up yeah, with blueberries just for flavor. 
Yeah, but that's that. that like I said, that's the crunch flat, the crunch factor. A lot of people don't understand like texture when it comes to eating because like people like us, we have meals, and after a while, those meals because like a lot of us meal prep. So like you know, I have stacks of meat in my fridge right now already pre cooked, and I literally pull them out of the baggie, put them in a bowl with some rice. Guess what? It's all mush, but you put a little bit of something in there to make it crunch. It changes the whole dynamic. That's why, I like, uh, like I'll put like the cashews in my food because as I'm eating it, it's a crunch. It it it's texture. I'm not heating up. I'm just throwing them on top as a texture flavor. You know what I'm saying? Because that little text, just like you said, that little crunch, completely changes how the meals taste. Because I'm not just eating, you know, steamed or or mushed meat anymore with like mushed rice. Well, it's crazy because like when you're doing different types of foods, at least change, trying to change up your diet, you're going to get a craving for something that you haven't had in a very, very long time. And that that crunch factor is a craving. People go, well, that's not a food. It's like, well, no, it's something that your body needs. Like for me, I don't eat red meat. It's not like I'm vegetarian or vegan or anything like that. I eat eggs all the time. Um, I'll even eat fish. I eat cans of tuna mostly. It's stuff that's simple and not a lot of prep work. Red meat takes prep work. You have to cook it. And I don't really know how to use the oven and a whole lot of stuff like that's my little downside. So like chicken, even that is a little bit longer than I like. I like to not, I don't really prep my foods. I kind of just go into the kitchen, make what I know I, how much I need and how much I, what I want going to eat really. And that's it. Cause I only eat twice. So there's not a point in keeping a bunch of stocked up stuff in the fridge. If you're only eating like twice a day. Now with red meat though, my body has a complete opposite reaction that and sugars. I found that if I go out like drinking with some friends or something like that, and I order a drink, the next day I am like shredded, but I can lift way more like red meat. I have a complete opposite reaction. I can, if I bench 175 or something like that, I could bench 195 the next day. If I really eat like a steak or eat a burger or something like that, but then I feel slow as shit. Like my yeah, body no, no, just is true. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's the truth. Like say we have, we, that, that, that's the thing about red meat is like the, the, the salt and the fat content in there. It will make you, uh, you know, sluggish to a point, but it's just like if you don't eat it consistently like that. Uh, and it, it, and the thing too is like, you know, uh, unless it's ground beef, it doesn't digest that fast. When where you're at now, though, do you feel like you're trying to improve, like trying to capture that peak again, or trying to get like to a better lifting condition? Or do you feel like now you're just trying to? make sure you can preserve what you also have body wise when it comes to like bones and it comes to ligament issues and things of that sort. Cause I'm in that stage right now. I know I'm not old or anything. I'm not calling you old either, but I'm preserving the hell out of that shit. Like there's things I'll do with like one of those flag raises where you turn off to the side like that. And then I feel my hip. I'm like, okay, that's a little like maybe, you know, iffy on that one, maybe I should take it easy. But I also do like on the weekend, six hours of cardio and my knee joints are just dog shit right now. I feel like, like you mentioned people being zapped after the workout. That's me basically, but my ADHD keeps me moving. And then I'm walking after doing six hours of cardio. My calves look great, but my knees are like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's it. No, no, like for me, I'm just like, uh, I'm not even maintaining. Um, I'm trying to grow into my age because, uh, you know, I'm 41 now, I'll be 42 this year. And um, I'm just not a spring chicken anymore. So all I'm doing is uh, maintaining my size, make sure I look good. Um, and I know like uh, you haven't, like we haven't talked in two years, but in those two years, I've had two heart attacks. Yeah. And uh, 2001, I had a heart attack. And then 2002, I had my uh, another heart attack, so it was back to back, and uh, it's because I got COVID. You know what I'm saying? Plus, I you know like 
technically I can't, you can't say the doctors can't say, anything. well, you know, we're I'm just, well, we'll pass it on, but I had the heart attack. And so I got three stints in my heart, uh, the last, uh, 2001. And then this last one, I had to get two stints in my heart. So we talked after your second heart attack. I remember that. So maybe it hasn't been quite two years. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. So like I had that, that second one. So now I got five stints in my heart and there's like no corrective surgery. There's no, nothing they can do. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had to go from harsh medication to harsh medication for what, uh, for my heart. And like I said, my everything, I'm per perfectly healthy. There's no issues with my arteries, no nothing. I just create these blood clots in this one spot in my heart. And there's no, like, we don't know why. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is, I've had four heart attacks in total uh, since 2019 or 18. So, I've had, you know, four in total. But, like, you know, it's, before it was just a medication problem. But now it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just say, that we can't cooperate why I'm having these. So, you know, I got to take this real harsh medication. Anything hits me, bruises me. So that's why, like, I'm just trying to maintain what I have and just grow into my age. Because Wait. like I said, I want to look fit and be fit. Anything hits you, you bruise? Yeah, like uh, I'm on this stuff called uh, Warfarin or Warfarin. And so um, it's a blood thinner to, like, keep blood clots from forming. And so, like... um like I, I get bruises all the time. Like I have a, this huge bruise on my calf right now. And it's because I sat on a plane. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, those planes are uncomfortable though. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like, like uh, anything like that. Like, like, uh, you know, I was, I was moving a couple of stuff around. got a little nudge on my stomach and now I got like a nice little bruise on my stomach. And like, even with the medication, they already said like, if I slip and fall and hit my head, I have to immediately go to the hospital. Just to check if there's internal bleeding. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking scary as hell. It it's in, like it was funny too because like uh, when we were down over there in Myrtle Beach, I was with these young, uh, the, you know, a couple of young guys, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go into the ocean." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'll go with you guys, but I'm not go. I'll, you know, I'm only gonna go in so far because, like I said, if I, you know, the uh, Mer you know, if you go on the beach, guess what? There's rocks. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, I can't cut my foot. You know what I'm saying? I can't do anything like that. Or if I, you know, like you, if you go in the water, you get, I get knocked over and wave, you know, I, I got about hit waves. by a fucking saw in my town. That's the last time I went in the water was like five years ago. I was in the water, like when the waves are coming and something hit me in the leg and it does. I, so I don't really injure easy. Like, and when I do, I recover very, very quick, but there was a fucking saw that someone like to sh get the wood, that thing, the long comedical saw, and it just hit me right in the leg and I didn't get cut by it. But I was like, what the fuck? What are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking that out on the boat? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, like, uh, and they're like, oh, let's go. I was like, and I was like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I can still have fun and still do activities, but I got to be very wary on what I'm doing. So does, I'm a does, little more conscious about it. Does that scare you a little bit? Because it's kind of like, I mean, we really don't think about how easily we could be hurt like all day. Um, I didn't, I don't really, I never really thought about it either. I always like care. Like if I was going to do something funny, like a fall or something like that, I like to, you know, just make somebody laugh or something. But then it's like, now I'm a little bit more weary about it when it comes to the things that I'm doing. But when you're conscious to think about that, I mean, you know, it's because of the medication and all that type of stuff, but does it ever make you want to toss the medication out? But you know how important it is for your heart. Yeah. And no, I, um, like I said, the, my main goal is to live as long as I could possibly live, but I do not fear or or let it interfere or bother me i never think about it you know what i'm saying like uh 
I've, uh, I've always had this, like, there's been many times where I've almost died, many times where I've almost died. And I always look at it like, ah, guess what? Not, uh, I'm unkillable. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've had, I've had a few Widowmaker heart attacks. I've had a stroke. I've been shot at. I've been like stabbed. I've been, I've gone through all these crazy things in my life. I've been ran over by a cop car and I'm still alive. You know what I'm saying? So like, I do not, I do not like worry about that at all. Like a lot of times people like I need to worry about, it. but now it's a little more in the front cortex of my brain where I'm like, okay, I'm just a little more conscious of be safe. Yeah. The, I mean, do you have any other like side effects or anything you've noticed with that medication besides just the being able to easily bruise? Um, you know, the, the, I've had, uh, I've been lucky because a lot of the medication hasn't given me any real bad side effects for any of the stuff that I got to take. Cause it, it, it I got to take at least, I think it's like six pills a day just to make sure I don't die. Dude, we're and, on the opposite track here, man. I'm going literally the opposite direction. I'm trying to minimalize everything on that aspect. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like everything that I'm taking is just to prevent blood clots. You know what I'm saying? That like there, there's no, there's no other thing than. Like uh, I'm on three different kinds of blood thinners. Um, I gotta take something that makes my so my heart rate doesn't um, like you know it's called a beta blocker, and so it's to keep my heart rate from beating too hard that creates blood clots. And so it's like it, it's just stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking anything that's like um, that's uh you know like that's completely changing who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like the only medication that I had one medication that made me cough like. And that was like in the beginning where they're trying to fit, you know, like when they first started giving me the medications, I was taking this medication and all, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, for like a month, I was just like, man, I got this damn cough. And it was like, a, <laughs> like kind of like little tiny, like very, like it, it's there, but it's not bothering me. It's like the beginning of a cold and it wouldn't go away. And then uh, luckily, you know, my wife, she was like, well, what, what, what medication are you taking? So she looked it up and the one medication, the medication I was taking that for, I first started taking, the, that was the number one side effect. And then once I changed that medication, didn't have any more side effects. That's a weird medication side effect. For real, for real. Like I said, it was like this dry, like little tiny cough. And it, like e every five minutes I'd like, <clears throat> and that would be it. I had to, um, so I had kind of this, but relatively recently when I started cutting out the medication stuff. So you remember I went through that long process. I had to go get basically doing a wait all through COVID dealing with this medication issue. And then I had a court case, three court cases. One of them actually went through the other two. They just changed them and nobody ever told me anything. So the basic rundown of the story is I ended up John Hopkins denied a medication for me for a digestive issue after I did everything that they asked me to do. So once I did everything and jumped through the hoops, I said, okay, I'm just going to go file this higher and we'll go take it to a court and we'll have it out there. Now this is during COVID. So nothing's open. So I was, I had to wait until the first, finally the courts opened back up, which took months. And then when that orp opened up, I drive all the way down there about an hour and a half away to go meet these people for this court date. Nobody shows up. They didn't even schedule me that day. And I was like, what do you mean they didn't schedule me? They're like, actually they canceled it. And did they, not, did they not send you anything? I was like, nobody fucking sends shit from anywhere. So the second time it was through a Zoom call. I hop on this Zoom call with this judge. We're waiting two hours trying to contact someone because they're supposed to be there and nobody from John Hopkins is there. Any other medication services, 
they would have just moved on and be like, you won, congratulations, go get your medication. But it's John Hopkins, and that's like a staple name in the whole pharmaceutical industry. So I was going, and I didn't know I was going up against them. I thought I was going up against my insurance priority partners. And they're like, no, you're going against John Hopkins. And I was like, dude, I didn't even bring a fucking lawyer. Like, this is something I would have prepped and been like, not like a fresh-faced kid sitting in a, a hoodie in a Zoom call with a judge. And then, so that day, actually, after it pissed me off so much, I went to go work out. And then the judge calls me and tells me to get back on there. I get back on there. We went through with the court case. Um, and I ended up winning. And I get this medication. So I did all this work to get this medication. Probably been taking it for a year. And the other day, I go to refill it. And they're like, you're out of prescription refills. And I was like, okay, well, can they authorize it or whatever? They're like, no, they need to see you because they haven't seen you in a while. And I said, okay. So I don't like going to the doctors ever. I don't see a point in it. So I go into this doctor's facility, uh, my GI doctor, and they're like, yeah, and I'm wearing a mask because yeah, doctor facility. It's cold, yeah. So I walk in, nobody's wearing a mask. I go, what? And they're like, oh, we dropped that. I go, really? Okay. Man, <laughs> I was just so pissed. I was like, we went through so much bullshit. Shit, and yeah. I just, I pulled the mask down and I, I started talking to, to her and she's like, well, we haven't seen you since January. I was like, well, that's not that long ago. It's only a couple months. Why do I need to come in for a visit? And they're like, January 2022. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a, about a year. That's, a, that's definitely a year. And they're like, yeah, we need to see you at least once a month to make sure the medication is still working for you. And I'm like, hold up. If I'm re requesting for it, then obviously I need the medication, right? Kind of looked at me. And I go, and all, if, I'm not, if I'm not sick, why would I show up to the hospital? They're like, because we don't get paid by just refilling your prescription. And I just go, dead silent and stared at her i'm like okay but i pissed that whole situation i ended up getting authorized but they booked an appointment They're like we'll see you in um does september work and i'm like we're in fucking april what do you mean september work that's the next time we got it. i was like okay book it i'll be there sure but it pissed me off so much to the point where i didn't even re i haven't refilled it in probably a couple weeks now and i just don't i'm not gonna i don't want to take it anymore i can go without it i feel like it's just about I think I need to, it, it's those situations that really piss me off. Like when my doctor goes, how many energy drinks are you drinking a day? And he, I go, I don't know, six or seven. And I've been cutting down. He goes, your B12 is off the charts. And I was like, what? And he goes, your B12 in a normal range is between 90 to 200. You're at 1500. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's like, what are you eating, drinking? I'm like, energy drinks. He's like, cut them out. So I didn't really care what he said about it. The only issue is I was, I've been getting a haircut like every three weeks and you see it in my zoom calls, my hair changes or grows really, really fast. And then it gets really, really short. It's because of the B12. My fingernails have been growing longer. I'm able to heal pretty quickly. Cause like I have a way above average rate, but when I was doing, getting ready for, to do like six hours of cardio, I was on the second hour. And I was usually when I crack like two energy drinks on that one, I do like six energy drinks. When I do the six hours, one for each hour. And so when I, cause I need something on the treadmill, I know water, but fucking that gets boring. So I go and crack the second one and my heart just got really, really, really tight. And my chest, everything, I didn't know if it was anxiety. I've been going through a lot of stress stuff. Yeah. Like, it was one of those moments. Like, I know we joke like heart attack at 26 or heart attack at 25. Eh. No, this was like hundred percent, like, holy shit. So I put that down and I did not, I have not really touched them besides one a day. And I'm very cautious with that. And that was like, for me, it was like, yeah, do you want to be around when you're 40? Do you want to be around when you're 50? Because my passage of time has just been going out the window. Like we're already at the end of April 
and going into May. So it's like, it just feels like it was the not January, not that long ago. And I don't know if it feels like that for everybody else, but I know they say when you get older, time moves quicker. Yeah, it does. It flies. It's I'm seeing like my nephews grow up pretty quickly now as well too. And I'm just like, shit, like, I don't know if I'm just missing minutes of the day or if there's like a real thing about like, what is this going to be in 20 years? I'm telling you now, it, it, it flies by, everything flies by, you know, and, it's just it's so crazy on how fat like literally last week i was in myrtle beach doing um world's strongest man and then now it's friday you know what i'm saying that's like literally i'm like holy shit like where did the time go all my kids my my uh my second son is getting ready to graduate high school coming up and i'm like god damn then my daughter's already you know like junior in high school and it's just like i remember my youngest son right now it's, it blows my mind like um I want to say he's, I keep saying he's like nine, it's freaking 12. (laughs) Do you get like, do you tell them about some of the stuff when it comes like, do they have have questions for you about the fitness stuff? Do you talk about like medications and things of that sort? I always talk with, uh, you know, I'm always open with the kids and uh, my, my younger son, like he always says he wants to work out, but I never push him. So when he wants to like, we'll, you know, we'll do it. But uh, when he's ready, he's when he's ready. I'd never push him. My daughter, she was really into the fitness and wanting to learn. So I, we taught her how to eat. We taught her how to train. We, you know, we've gone through all these things, you know, and she doesn't stick with it as much as possible, but she always tries. She's like, Oh, I want, I'm going to eat like this now. Like, so she's, she's definitely changed her style of diet to be a little, not, not healthier, but like a little more conscious of like, Oh, okay. I need to make sure that I this much, this much protein and have these many amount of carbohydrates, you know what I'm saying? So she'll, she's literally weighing her food out now because uh, she's doing softball and she wants to be physically fit for softball. Okay. I mean, yes, yeah, sports related. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's another one there too. That one always got me because I was never interested in sports in high school, but I found myself wanting to be like, what can I do now? You know what I mean? Like now that you've like you weightlift for a long time and you kind of get used to just that. Plus, my conditioning is off the charts when it comes to how much cardio I can do. It's ridiculous. But then people are like, why don't you run a marathon? I was like, nah, that would I get so bored so fucking quick. I can't do that. I got to watch a movie on my phone or something like that or it's out the window. That's it. Oh, yeah. No, I like said it. Even with my training and, and everything that I do now, you know, say like my garage is so much different. I had a full gym garage. I got a leg press, Stairmaster um uh i have a treadmill i have dumbbells from fives to 100 i have a cable cross and my squat rack um i got four different kinds of bars you know i got a duffalo bar uh, i got a, uh, your standard uh a barbell a curl bar uh an axle bar uh, a duffalo bar and then um you know plenty plenty of weights you know what i'm saying i think i got maybe about like 700 pounds worth of weight you like now have you been to a actual gym like recently like an actual like um building facility with other members or are you just home gym well I, I, uh, we uh the 24 hours over here closed so we know uh, they're they're what my membership and then uh the open up crunch we went to the crunch and it was just uh they they have like they're not open 24 hours so we just can't go when we want to go but the thing is it it's it's not it's big but everybody's there because it's the only main gym in the area. So it's like every time we went, it's just, it's just, it, it, it always seemed to be peak time. You know what I'm saying? So like when you go to the gym, there's peak times where everybody's there and it just seemed like that's how it was. And so it just got to the point where like, this is, this is what you, this is useless. 
So, you know, and I had already built the gym. So we were just you going to the outside gym to the crunch fitness just to have a difference. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, working out in our gym is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong. We have everything that we need to just change do it up. anything. Yeah, just exactly. You just need to change it up sometimes. And unfortunately that change up just didn't, just didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? I, my gym where we had, it was just us. And then now they opened up uh planet fitness which is like a very commercially gym. And we noticed a lot of people leave and go to the commercial gym and it's right by the fucking movie theater. So if I'm going to the movies, I end up seeing every, first of all, never get a job at a gym. If you don't want to be known by every single person, cause that is every single person I run into either. I live in a beach town. So it's bars, clubs, restaurants, all this type of stuff. Everyone goes there and I see every single person. So if I'm going to like Walmart, you know, you want to put your headphones in, you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to get in and get out. I'll put a hat on, I'll put glasses on and I'll just go through myself. Robbie. I'm like, Oh fuck. And then it's always something like gym related where I'm like, that's the one conversation I won't have with people. So then I'm walking into the movie theater or something. I go by planet fitness. Cause it's right beside it. And I see someone go, Oh, like catching them walk out of planet fitness. They go, I'm sorry. I had to go here. I'm like, you're not taking money out of my pocket. Like it's not my gym, but it's just interesting to see because there's a lot of people that don't like that commercialization of the gyms. They like a more home feel to the gym, which is kind of what mine offers, which I like, but I couldn't do like, I mean, for everything that I'm used to doing, I mean, I don't need a squat rack. I don't need a deadlift rack or anything, but that would be perfect for planet fitness, but it's just, that is like, I don't know. It's like someone that just goes, I just got a gym membership and they go in there. That's why I work out at midnight to not come in contact with people. I just want to get my stuff done. I, I don't mind having the whole gym to myself. I don't mind if there's people in there, but I don't want like the other night I almost got into a huge fight um, and it's, it's get understand. This is my work. So I'm already thinking like, what am I going to be able to do at this point? So if, especially if something goes off, am I going to get yelled at the next day? So I'm sitting on a dumbbell prep, dumbbell bench, whatever, and a flat bench doing dumbbell presses and I'm doing fifties and I'm just, you know, they're, they're not, I mean, they're not light, but they're not heavy. So it's like, I, I, when I, when I, I'm holding up, holding them up to go get, put the set down. And this guy, I mean, you gotta understand <laughs> the people that go to the gym at midnight, I'm an okay guy, but there's people that are like a little bit sketchy. And, uh, this guy's slow looming around me, like lurking. And he sits on the bench beside me and I just go. Like I was just so thrown off because I'm looking up in like my peripherals and I'm seeing him just over my head. And I'm just like, what the fuck? There's no one in here. So then I move over a bench. This guy moves over to the bench. I just moved from, you know, that's fucking baiting. That's baiting. He was waiting for me to say something about it, or he was really just being weird as hell. So I go, can you move over a bench? And he starts getting in my face. And I mean, I just dropped my fifties and I'm just like looking at him. I'm like, dude just just stay back he's like you work here right he goes the customer's always right right and i'm like oh my fucking god like at this point i'm about to lose my stuff so he goes tomorrow he goes i'm gonna speak to your boss and he leaves so i just like okay so the next day comes in some well it's not really the next day i work at midnight so 4 a.m i just clock right in never shows up i tell him to go check the cameras cameras of course don't catch anything so i'm like fantastic we look this guy up he's 45 yeah 45 years old doing that at one o'clock in the morning to a 25 year old. And I'm just like, how much trouble do I get in if I swing? And they're like, I just don't do that. I'm like, next time it happens, I'm swinging. This guy was practically nose to nose to me. Like, I mean, if I didn't know what he wanted, but it's that gym culture, man. And he's new, 
but you get that. I mean, the amount of people, I mean, what would be your preferred time to work out? Cause mine has to be when really nobody else is there. And the only time of that's like midnight, but you'll come across like a steroid user here and there. <laughs> the, um, well, my preferred time was always, uh, basically, uh, five o'clock to eight o'clock or two 30 AM to about three 30, you know, AM because like, like it, just like you said, there's usually no, two things are either happening. You're going to get a tweaker or you're going to get somebody who's serious about lifting. And so like, and, and everybody knows to leave you the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those are usually like my typical, like either early morning or really early morning. Did you find that when you went to those powerlifting meets, like the world's strongest man? I mean, I don't know if they have it at that one, but the natural and unnatural type stuff, like do you find people were very open to either if they use drugs in the past or if they are on drugs to get to, to, I mean, I don't, at this point, I feel like steroids are so normalized now. Well, it, it, you know, it, it's not, it's not normalized, but a lot of people just don't like to promote it because, you know, you, you got to imagine nobody wants to put their business out there. And so when you have serious athletes and you have people that are like, look, we all know what we do. Don't fucking talk to me about it. And then if they do talk about it, it's going to be with the people that they want to talk about. It. That's that's one of those things that I always find, because like I said, it, 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 everybody's doing what they need to do to win. And just like anything else, like a lot of these guys, like they're very quiet. A lot of them don't. I'm not saying they don't have personalities, but what I'm saying is a lot of them just don't care for the social media aspect of of this. Some of them do, some of them don't, because they're like, I love what I do, and I want to continue doing what I do, and I don't want to be bothered with it. You know what I'm saying? That's how a lot of these guys are, where they're just like, I just want to enjoy what I'm doing, because they genuinely have fun doing this. They just, they just, they're not doing it for the money, because the money's not that fucking great. You know what I'm saying? I want to know who the social media influencer who does powerlifting that started the trend of people bringing in backpacks and then having their belt clipped to it and having a bunch of attachments that they never use. Cause I see that every single day and it's like someone that's like a stick and they have all the whole gear and everything and gloves that say never or no rest for the week. And I was like, what the, f what, who did this? Social media has completely distorted it. And I think it increased the popularity, but I have to feel like some of those uh, experienced powerlifters are a little bit pissed off the fact that it's trending so much only on an aspect of a lot of the people that are joining up on it. Aren't the people you want joining up doing powerlifting shit. Well, a lot of, a lot of these people, like I said, you, you see people bringing in uh, all like all these attachments and all these extra stuff. A shaker the thing cup. Is, is, Always yeah. a shaker cup. The, uh, the, you get a lot of these guys that bring in all that stuff. Cause like I said, uh, even, even when I go and what's even more funny too, is like, um, uh, I have a huge, I used to have a huge gym bag and that huge gym bag had like, like all my basic stuff. I would bring straps, wraps, uh, sleeves, extra shirts. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you said that, I thought dodgeball where he was introducing the guys, blazer, azer, taser. I was like straps, wraps, slacks. And just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that, like I said, I, I would bring all the stuff that I would need and my, you know, plus my belt and stuff like that. So, you know, like uh, I understand when they bring, but you, you get some people that are like literally like have ev like not just like they have everything, but I'm like, it, it doesn't look like you can use everything. Did you have smelling salts? Um, I have smelling salts, but I've, I've never used them. Like even right now, like I, I have them in my, in my gym, in my garage gym as a joke, because I like to fuck with people. Like people come over, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, then crack this. And so I'll, they'll crack that smelling salt. I'm like, ah, I'm like, hey, now you're awake, right? <laughs> I, uh, my boss had to pull me aside. Cause I found, we have a 
powerlifters that come in, they make their own smelling salts. And these things are like extreme. God, I love smelling salts, dude. If you look at the gym memes where it's like the caffeine addicts and all that, I fall in that fucking caffeine addict category because I'm at work and it's 4 a.m. I'm tired. I'm just like, you know what? Woo! And then like my boss had to, my boss had to pull me aside and was like, are you offering smelling salts to people? And I was like, yeah, like if they want to try it and like, you know, like around the time you work, there's a lot of like kind of experienced lifters that come in, but also older people because it's like 4 a.m. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know, you can give someone a heart attack, right? And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know. I didn't even think about that. I was really just trying to get people's eyes to light up when they first try smelling salts because like, dude, God, I love smelling salts, man. It's like a shotgun to your brain. Oh, it, yeah, it's it, 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 when it hits it. I got that one from uh, Juju Mufu, oh, the ah one. That shit is like, like I've had it for a few years now. But before I, I didn't even have to take it out of the Ziploc. I just be like, just smell this bag, and it was that strong. And then now uh, I want to say like it's been two years, so like I recently just took it out of the bag and just have it sitting there. I'd be like, look, just crack it now. <laughs> so the um, because I that's the only thing I can ever feel something off of. I can drink a lot of like, caffeine has no effect on me. I just I have ADHD, so it's like if anything, it actually probably puts me more to sleep. But what I've been starting to do is use the C4 drinks because they have a little bit of that beta adenine in it. The issue with that is. If you drink more than one of those and you're not working out, you will itch like a son of a bitch. And I can't do that when I'm trying to lift and I'm like looking like a junkie going like an itching all over myself because I don't know. It just makes my skin. I know people like that. I hate that feeling. Yeah, That's not for me. Like I, I raw dog all my exercises now because like I said, uh, I haven't used pre-workout in shit. God knows how long. Like I don't I don't even Nope, not, not none of I use like uh, the only thing I'm taking the only thing I use right now. It's just branched chain amino acids, and that's just to flavor up my water. You know what I'm saying? Uh, besides that, like uh, no more no more pre workouts, no more. None, well, you know, like I'm not even supposed to be taking any kind of pre workouts or anything like that. Coffee is like the max I get to use, but you know what I'm saying? Like uh, there's a couple of NO boosters that, that I like we I've tried and used. I'm like it just it like no longer has that appeal for me. So like even when I'm working out, I'm like I I like I remember pre workout used to be the end all be all and that's all they needed to use and now it's like not even that i'm like i i don't need it i just you know what i'm saying as soon as i get in there i'm i'm already ready to go i'm no longer i no longer need that little extra push anymore i think found that working at a gym facility i probably would never take really any supplements besides drinking an energy drink or something like that just because all that stuff and i get like i've seen the benefits of it i trust me 1 a.m i'm looking at bodybuilding.com i'm just scrolling through supplements singing like Dude, i want to try creatine i want to try this i have access to all the material and i can probably get it cheaper but i'm just looking at it and i'm just like I don't know. You get a different perspective when you're around it 24 seven, the people that come in and feel like it's the only thing that they can have to get their lift in. And I'm like, I don't ever want any reliance on besides me just going to the gym and making myself get there. Because if you start thinking that this is going to give you this, or this is going to give you that, what happens if that, like I had bang energy drinks. I thought that's what I needed to lift. And then bang goes fucking bankrupt and they stop selling bang energy drinks. And I'm like, well, what the hell? How am I going to get my lift in two really shitty workouts? But then I found something else and I'm realizing that I know I can't have reliance on anything, can't have reliance on medications. I can't have reliance on other people. All I can really have reliance on is myself to be able to do the things I need to do. That's it. That's it. And that, and like, even too, like the max thing I take is uh, protein. Cause like uh, I had a new supplement sponsor and that supplement sponsor is uh muscle med. So like, um, you know, like I get all, do they I make get, carnivore? I have, yeah, that makes carnivore. Okay. You red know, container? I, um, yeah. Red containers. 
Uh, and I have access to their full things. I've gone through their stuff. And all I'm using right now is protein coffee that they make, which is absolutely fucking delicious. To me, it's delicious. I like it. So I use their protein coffee and um, protein and a few of their protein powders and, and their branching amino acids. Like I have access to all, but the thing is, is like, those are the only things that have any benefit for me. You know what I'm saying? Wait, when it's protein coffee, what's in it? Um, it's just, uh, it's basically just um, like instant coffee with protein mixed into it. So all one scoop is 25 grams of protein. You just one scoop into about, I, I put 10 ounces of water because I find that eight ounces is, is, is too concentrated of a flavor. So by diluting it to the 10 ounces, sometimes 12, it, it just tastes better. So it's all it is, is co- a coffee protein. That's it. You can make it hot, make it cold. I always make it hot, a little bit of water, scoop in there, mix it up and you're good to go. Do you have any supplements that you find besides smelling salts that you just won't take either because your body has a bad reaction to it? Like I always, I know about the, pre- look, I work at a gym, like I said, <laughs> yeah. walking into the bathroom, you come across a lot of people taking that pre-workout dump. Oh yeah. The, um, you know what they, at all this, like all the supplements are good. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, is like finding what works for you. And I, and I, you know, I know what pre-workout, I know what supplements work best for me, but at the end of the day, it's like, um, I, I don't need any of those because like the majority my, when your diet's on point, you don't need any of that. That's the craziest part. Like when you are eating a full, like whole food diet, and I'm going to say whole food because, and I'm going to explain what whole food is because there's going to be a lot of people out here that do not understand what whole food means. Cause they whole stopped f- teaching it in school. They banned it from teaching the nutrition plate. Ex- exactly. So like right off top, like ground beef, vegetables, starches grains i'm talking about like all these these are foods that you cook now something is not that's not already pre-prepped something that is not like microwavable something that is not like you you know you're pulling out of a box or a bag to eat it whole food so if you're eating any kind of meat any kind of vegetables any kind of like you know uh potatoes and when i mean potatoes sweet potatoes baked potatoes um mashed potatoes you know what i'm saying you're eating butter cheese you're you're, you know i'm saying you're eating rice grain any kind of rice bread look these are whole foods that that have all the the actual vitamins and minerals you need to perform at a level because pre-workout has like everything that you're going to need and then some you know what i'm saying but the thing is is you don't need that if you already eaten that so like you know and like even a lot of times people think whole foods health foods like no it doesn't have to be health food it just needs to be regular food. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I, everyone always feels like I got to eat so plain. So basically, like, no, cook your food in oil, cook your food with grease, cook your food with butter, you know, make it taste good and just eat full whole meals. You know what I'm saying? Those full whole meals that you eat will give you everything you need. Because like the, you, you got to imagine like, if you're eating decently good, and when I mean decently good, you had a dinner, you had a breakfast, you had a lunch, and when you go into the gym, you're going to have everything that you need to actually work out. That pre-workout is there because you're having an insufficient diet of what you're having. Like, there's a lot of people out there that don't eat correctly for what they're doing. And this, I, I couldn't tell you how many people I know that don't wake up and don't eat breakfast until, or not even, they don't even eat till one. That's you know me. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, but that's the thing though too. It's, it's like not, I mean, you're, it's not you're good. fast. You're fasting. You're you're you have a set a lot of time, but a lot of us don't have that. We just eat how we feel when we feel. But the thing is, if you get up and eat breakfast, 
You get up, and then after you eat breakfast, you have lunch, and then after you have lunch, you have dinner. And if you work out after dinner, great. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? You're gonna have a full a full meal, all these meals, and all this energy in you. But if you're just getting up, doing whatever bullshit you got to do, then going to the gym, and then not eating after you work out, guess what? You that's why you need that pre workout. That's why you need these supplements because you need to fill those gaps. I eat immediately after I work out. Um, I have to. There's no starv- staving it off or doing anything like that. But I find that I don't really eat throughout the day because if I'm moving around, I don't necessarily get hungry. And my issue is, is like I do have big meals when I eat meals. Not, not super like 10,000 calorie meals, but it's like half a bowl of cereal and then usually some a can of tuna and a salad or something like that and like mix it up or whatever. But um, I'll do chicken maybe one day or eggs, mostly eggs. Um, But I mean, I don't, I wouldn't call my style healthy at all. I mean, the amount of calories that I usually end up burning compared to the amount I'm consuming is definitely not good, but I, it's that psychological shit for me, which is just like, I don't know. I mean, I was bullied really bad in school and then I grew up and kind of, you know, found gym and all that. And then next, not a guy gym, the gym, and then got, got, then ended up being addicted to working out and stuff like that. But also I live in a beach town. There's a shit ton of pressure for you to be able to look good when you take your shirt off, even though most of the people around here do not look good when they take their shirt off at all. And I'm like the opposite. I just never take my shirt off and people wouldn't expect it. Like I'm now kind of in the cutting thing where I'm trying to be like, I need to eliminate unhealthy food options, but they're so fucking good. Like, yeah, but that's the thing, you're, you're young, you're young, so you get to do this. You know what I'm saying? It's when you hit your 30s where you're going to be like, oh, God, it's I'm not keeping it off as well as I was. And I'm, you know See, that's the thing, though. What you say with that, I had my – so I took my jacket off at work. I always have my jacket off. Nobody ever sees me without a hoodie on. Took my jacket off, walk around in my gym shirt, Um, and this guy goes, fuck, you are lean. He goes, you can probably eat whatever you want. Dude, I do six hours of cardio like three days in a row. To be able to even keep it off. So it's not like my metabolism. I think it now my metabolism is wrecked because I've been eating so clean for so long that when I do have an unhealthy option, it really fucks me up. Like the other day I had two French fries at a bar and the next day I felt like shit. Like I just felt lethargic. I felt like that. I was like, damn it. Can we all just go back to high school? Is there like a time pill that will reverse? I'll take any pill if it does that. Oh yeah. Nah, I tell you right now, like, uh, like, the my style like here i'm gonna walk you through my day uh breakfast i have uh five eggs uh two protein pancakes uh two and a half hours later um i'll have ground beef the cottage cheese um the the cashews and a little bit of bone broth with rice and then meal and then uh after that the next meal as I'm, I'm just eating a bowl of chicken and like you know and we make like top, like a, a seasoned shredded chicken i'm having that and then, um, like yesterday, I had uh, crab and rice with uh, some edamames on top. And then uh, after that, I had uh, another bowl of ground beef. And then after that, I had um, pork chops diced up. And then uh, I air fried them. After I air fried them, I tossed them in uh, uh, Panda Express orange chicken sauce. Oh. And then I and then I ate that. And then oh. I had a handful oh, is of orange lemon sauce? almonds. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just a little orange chicken, like literally air fried it up so it's nice and crispy. Threw the orange chicken sauce on it. You know what I'm saying? That Panda Express, you can buy it in a bottle at the store. Threw it in there, mixed it up, and it had a bowl of that. I respect the game. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do with eating out? I eat whatever the fuck I want because it's like we go out to eat maybe once, um, maybe twice a month. It just really depends. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not too often that we go out to eat. Usually, if we do even do go out to eat, it's with the, you know, we'll take the kids and get whatever they want. 
but um, I, 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 my favorite two foods that come with each other. So I always get burger and fries no matter where I go. You know what I'm saying? Like if we go to a steak restaurant, of course I'm going to get a steak, but the majority of the time, burger and fries. So like uh, if we go to In-N-Out, I'm getting at least four double-doubles and a thing of fries. If we go to like Chick-fil-A, I'm at least getting, uh, you know, two to three chicken sandwiches. Um, you Wait, know, like, to be uh, fair, those double doubles at In and Out are not big at all. I saw no, no, them. No, no, no. They're, like, they're, the yeah, they're, they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not big at all. So it's like, it, it's, it's like a White Castle know. burger. No, it's a little bigger than a White Castle burger. It, it, it'd be like this, uh, um, a double cheeseburger for McDonald's size, but it has a, a, you know, a huge thing of lettuce and a huge thing of tomatoes. I don't remember that last time I went to Vegas. I went to Vegas when I was like 16, but yeah, I remember that burger being small as shit where I was like, this is the infamous In-N-Out burger that was going to be like the best thing ever. And I was like, no, I could eat two of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you could, you can, like I said, it, that's why I always get four. I'm like, no, I need. If I'm going to eat a burger, I want like a, I want a cow's head as a patty <laughs> on the well, burger. Well, see, it, it, you, the, there, there's a certain dynamic and size for each burger. But the thing is, you got to remember, you want to be able to handle the burger. You want to be able to eat the burger comfortably because you don't want to have to stretch your jaw. And hurt your jaw to bite a burger. You know what I'm saying? You just want to be able to eat the burger. That's the that's the main thing. Because like you get a lot of these restaurants that make these six dollar burgers and they're smashed and they're like this big. But the thing is, it's uncomfortable to eat because it's too much. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's falling apart. The grease is everywhere. You want something that's contained that is like manageable. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather eat more of something manageable than something that's gigantic because then I've just got burger all over my hands, burger all over my shirt, burger all over the place. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a clean eater. <laughs> now do you, I mean, do you drink at all? Do you go out to bars and stuff? Um, I don't dr like, I'm, I'm trying to, last time I drank was last October and I don't drink like basically like, um, trying to even think like i just i don't has no appeal to I'm me a, i'm a so pina like, colada guy 100 if i go to a bar i'm getting look i don't ever drink but that's the thing is if i'm gonna drink i want something that's gonna taste really really good kind of like you're treating yourself with like a milkshake and that's 100 pina colada i don't give a shit what people say that shit's delicious yeah it's, it's for me like i said it's just uh i just it, just it just doesn't have any appeal to me at all like even my wife we're like uh we <laughs> like people give us alcohol all the time as gifts you know what i'm saying so it's like why we don't just like, use protein powder as gifts <laughs> you know well hey me tell you right now that'd be way better than getting alcohol because like we have like a cabinet of alcohol and we're like we don't drink wine we don't drink alcohol and when we do drink like i said it's far and few between it we'll literally either have a little party at the house or we're going to some somewhere where we're gonna oh like oh, okay we'll have a couple of drinks you know what i'm saying but we we don't even like you know we're we're so I, i'm not saying fitness oriented in gold but it's just like you know it, it defeats the purpose of everything exactly much much you know much more healthier lifestyle you know like my wife eats on a meal plan i eat on a meal plan and we just live our life like that you know? i think it's much like i mentioned with the creed stuff where me and my buddy were connecting over the fact like he's a trainer so you're looking at a dude who's jacked but also i, I also understand your lifestyle as well too because i kind of live that clean lifestyle as well too and then if you have friends that don't live that lifestyle they think it's weird that you eat certain things you eat at certain times and it's yeah, just or a certain way <laughs> It's like when I got a job at a gym, oh my God, I've never been more validated in my entire life when it came to just being comfortable about like people pulling out rice and eating rice or something like that. And I'm not a nut with it. I don't just pull out beef jerky at like exactly 2 p.m. and start eating beef jerky. But it's like, no, it's just like you feel like, okay, the stuff that you like to eat, nobody really questions it. Other people will be like, you don't want ice cream. You don't want this. It's like, well, fuck, where do you go when you're on a date? 
It's like, what do you want to take them out for? I don't drink coffee, so getting a coffee's out. It's like, well, that, for that situation, you drink coffee. I'm like, but for how long? How many times are you going to go for coffee? What about if they ask to go to a restaurant? I don't eat at restaurants. That's it. And then, you know, like I said, it's, it's just how it goes. You know, I got real lucky with my wife because, like, she's very fitness-oriented, so she's she definitely understood everything that I was doing. And really, like, it made my life a lot easier because, like, even when it comes to other people, it makes people uncomfortable when you're healthy. You know what I'm saying? When you're, you know, trying to live this lifestyle and and and, and it is your lifestyle, people are like, well, I'm like, and people always feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. like I, you know, worked out. I'm like, I, you don't got to explain anything to me, bro. <laughs> like, I like my life. <laughs> Enjoy your life. You don't, you know, I'm not shaming. I don't ever shame anybody for just living their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people always either want to shame, ask questions, or like, you know, like have everyone has an opinion on it. And it's like, I, I don't need to hear your opinion. I, I know I, what I like. I'm the worst at peer pressure. As soon as someone goes, you're not going to have a drink with me. I'm like, nah, I'm sorry, man. I'm not having a drink. Come on. Just one drink. I'm like, all right, fuck. And I go for a drink. I'm so bad at that. Like, I just, it's just, if you really ask me twice, I'm like, damn it. Oh, that's how it goes, brother. Do you, do you think that when it comes to society's, I guess, view of, health lifestyles i mean we've seen the whole transition of just the whole health industry in general talking about diet trends with adkins and so many other ones but do you ever think they're gonna actually the people are actually gonna be able to get real information or at least i mean the correct stuff that gets advertised i mean we talked about pharmaceutical drugs but you'll ne you'll never the the narrative of health will never be fully explained on any kind of media to normal to to, to the average person you know what I'm saying? Because uh, our the a healthy lifestyle and proper nutrition and proper everything will correct people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like you will be healthier, and by you being healthier, you're no longer a commodity to them. So it's like, you know, it, it it'll never hit mainstream. You know what I'm saying? We're all we're we're always considered health nuts, and they add that nuts at the end because they want to make everyone feel like we're stupid. We don't know. They have the clinical trials when there's been already plenty of clinical trials on healthy eating and healthy living. So it, it, it will, you know, like, like healthy style lifestyles will never, ever be on the forefront of everything. That's why people are always trying to sell the dream and sell the idea of what this is. And it, it's, it's so easy. People feel like it's a, it, like it's, um, it's a, it's a gimmick. It, it, it's a fraud. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, look at these fucking people trying to sell us this healthy lifestyle when it's like, no, it's the pharmaceutical companies that don't want you to eat properly. Don't want you to be proper. Don't want you to have this healthy life because if you do have this healthy life, guess what happens? They don't make money off of all the medications that they make for, hey, does your butthole itch? Take this pill. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you know, they're not gonna, they're not, you know, they don't want to lose that grip on us. Well, the pharmaceutical ad I heard recently, which really was another thing that caused me to stop really using the medication so much because mine is experimental. Like it's not very marketed. You have to go through a long process to get it, which is like, what are the fucking damages to that thing of what it's going to do? It's like my intestines. But the ad I was listening to was about a skin cream and they were talking about that there's temporary delusion, temporary um, bipolar episodes, and then it goes, then it goes blindness. And I heard it and I go, what? And I paused it and I said, is this real? And I looked it up. Yes, it was an ad between a podcast I was listening to on Spotify. So it was an actual ad. 
So I look up this thing and I put it on my Instagram story and I was like, this is like, nobody cares anymore. The public doesn't care anymore. They hear that. I got immediately turned off. Like what? But then it's that objection that they put in front of you to stop aging. And it's like, oh God, that's what we do. I mean, we do that to work out. We want to, you know, keep our bodies in shape, but there's like people like, that's why I said the steroids becoming more normalized. I don't know if it's just in my area, the people that I experience, but people will openly be like, yeah, I'm on that, but well, who cares? And then they'll move on to something else. But it's also because at this point, people are injecting steroids into their face. They're injecting steroids into their body to make their skin kind of regenerate a little bit or just go back to a time when they were younger. And it's like, we will do anything and companies know that. So I'm thinking like, what about a bill that just separates the capitalism side of everything on these institutes of health? I mean, give them their own safe budget. I, I've been talking about this about the pandemic issues as well, too, but really stop letting people like companies advertise and influence that stuff that goes into things that people really need to have faith in institutionally wise. Because going to a doctor now, I feel like everyone has is now trying to find one person on Instagram who is a fitness guy who's giving them real advice. But I go, even then that person ends up going bad. Once they hit 100,000 followers, I reached out to a person to talk about ADHD because it's something I care about and I want to know more about because I have it. And this guy goes, I mean, good videos, great videos, shit that would make me cry. Because it feels like, oh my God, someone understands me as much as the fitness stuff. And then he goes, yeah, it's about $2,000 for me to appear one hour on your show. Just 50,000 followers. And I go, fuck that. I was like, I just lost credibility for you because you did that. And I get it. Look, time is everyone's got a price on their time, whatever. But it's like, what? I mean, does it matter? Is it the fame part that just takes away people's normalizations or just being actual authentic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, then that's the thing is like everyone's trying to monetize what they do. Like even with the guys that I uh, that I have on my show that, I, you know, I help out and show like they do podcasts all the time. They're not charging for the time because they understand what it is to have uh, an audience. They understand what it is to give back to the audience. They understand what it is to share their knowledge. And that's one of those things is like people are like that all the freaking time. We're like, like, I, oh, I hit this point. Then I'm worth this much. I'm like, well, first of all, guess what? You ha Everyone has to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Everyone, you weren't doing this shit. You were doing this shit for free not that long ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, 50,000 followers, I guess, guess, guess what? Even across the board, if you had 100,000 followers, $2,000 is not even worth, like, you know, reaching whatever your your clients are. You know what I'm saying? Or your demographic, because it's like, uh, this is that, that's that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whatever happened to your social media profiles? Well, I got hacked and um, they basically just, you know, like, Someone posted, um, like, uh, I guess, like a terrorist post. It put one up, and then I instantly got flagged and instantly got pulled down. So, like, it, it, ha it someone hacked my Facebook, got into my Facebook, posted a, it's like, whatever kind of terrorist post that it was, and then it instantly just got flagged and pulled down. And so, as soon as it got pulled down, I tried to fight to get it back, but it just, it just didn't happen. So. You know, the, I had this huge platform. I had this huge, you know, place. But the thing is, is like I created and critiqued that thing since the inception of Instagram. And so, you know, there's and it, because I've been working so hard on everyone else's social media, I just don't put the time and effort into my social media as much as I was. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so I'm 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 burning on not burning on both ends, but I'm I'm working on creating a brand and creating a system for everybody else. So I'm just not doing it for myself at the moment. What like I still post and I still put up stuff, but I don't do as much as I used to do. What about the Angry Dad brand? I mean, are you trying? Angry to Dad band's still out there. The pot. I still do the podcast. I, uh, I still, 
I still do the uh, you the, haven't posted the in two months though. Let's be honest. Well, I, like I said, I've been. Uh, I need it. I need it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like uh, I've been like uh, I'm in the mo- in the in the in the uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to help build a business from the ground up. So I'm in the startup company, and now that I'm doing the startup company, it's taking all my time. So like I have to put max effort and 100% throttle onto what I'm trying to develop. And once I do it, you know, I'm saying it's going to, it's going to change, you know, it's going to change my life. It's going to change a lot of things. So like right now I'm like, I'm grinding out all this work. So like, I'm literally doing, uh, trying to start a company. I'm trying to get the company off the ground. I'm working multiple social medias. I'm crafting and creating videos. I'm crafting, creating content for other people. And I'm trying to like start this online business of Bullman Media where I'm like, I'm just, you know, this is my services. This is what I'm doing. And it's, it's, it's starting to generate. And as it starts to generate, it's like, okay, my efforts and everything that I've learned from the beginning to end are now starting to pay off. And it's like, I, it's hard to put my time into anything else that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like hyper focus onto your goal there. I mean, I'm 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 in the same boat. It's just so damn difficult right now to be trying to be an entrepreneur. I mean, we said that we talked about this years ago, but it's I I I just hit like a, the subscriber mark on YouTube. I passed that. I, you know, getting paid for doing stuff for Spotify and things of that sort. But even then, it's just like what's like. I mean, there's so much fucking shit out there. And I'm not saying shit as like it's bad. I'm just saying there's just so much stuff. Where it's like, I know everyone finds their own individual audience and everything like that. But man, if you're trying to create something, I mean, it just, they sales pitch it as like a false dream in a way. Like you can do it. You can be that entrepreneur. And it's like, yeah, you are one in a million, but that's the thing. You're one in a million people that are doing that. That's it. That's it. And and that's the thing is like, I crafted and created this brand and it it floats on its own. So that's the great part about it. Like I can step in, step out as I need, because like, even with Angry Dad, like, I'm literally noticed almost everywhere and anywhere I go, at least by one or two people. Like, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, that, that, that is me. And then like, even too, with uh, one of my other podcasts that I'm doing right now, uh, because I, with legends of iron, I'm also doing the best experience with Nick best. And um, originally we were just going to do him doing a solo podcast and having guests here and there. Did he copy Joe Rogan because of the name best experience? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, his name's Nick best. So it, it's just it's, the Joe it, Rogan it's, experience. It's close, bro. Oh, it's yeah. close. Yeah, it is close. But with, uh, with Nick, uh, he he's you know he wanted he's all I need someone to bounce off of, and so I I, I know you're just producing, but I want you to co-host with me. So uh, I do the co-host with him, where uh, I jump in, I do the introductions, I do the ad reads, and um, and then I start the conversation, and then basically I just let him take off from there because that's one of the main things is like. I just need a jumping off point. And then once I give him that jumping off point, then I just, I just let him, let him do a scene. Cause he's really good at, good at get once it's going, going. So like now I'm the co-host of the best experience. And like, even when we went to um, Myrtle beach, everyone was like, Oh, the angry dad, angry dad. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, well, I do all the videos for Nick. And he's like, Oh, okay. So now I'm you, co-hosting that. Do you, are you ready to step out? I guess into the scene a little bit when it comes more and being involved. Like, I mean, I know you're co-hosting that podcast, but I mean, like besides just doing the camera work and setting everything up, I mean, are they going to, do you want to ever take up the opportunity if they offered it? Well, I, I, I do take the opportunity when, when I always get, you know, I'll, I'll step in front of the camera and, and step into the scene when needed. 
You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, it's, it's like the, for the majority of everything that I'm doing for like the social media, the, uh, everyone stands on their own because they're their own celebrity. And so like um, the only time I even step into the forefront is when they ask me to like, hey, I need you to do this. Hey, can you do this? Ben, I want you to be in this video with me. I'm like, oh, no problem. Uh, and so like, I have no issue doing it because I, I know who they are and I know what the people like. And so when they ask me to step in, it's always an honor. But yeah, no problem. I'll step into the show. I'll I'll step into the platform. I'll I'll do what I do what is needed right there and then. But the thing is, I have no problem being on the back burner of this of this whole thing where I'm just like I'm just managing everything and letting them do it all. Now, when it comes to the the competition that you went to, did you find that there was any I don't know testosterone, anger, any of that type of stuff that was coming out with some competitors? I see that every day, man. Yeah, not at all. Like at, at this elite level, everybody is on point and focused. There's like no, like, you know, the course is bravado, but it's, there's no aggression like how you would think. Now, is there anything that you would have probably done different since the last time we talked before entering this journey? Um, I would have thrown myself out there a lot more, a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Because like one of the things that I, di- I didn't do is I kind of just was like, this is my lane. This is what I do. And this is all that's happening. But the thing is, is like, I've, like, I've had plenty of opportunities where I should have reached out to people and communicated with people and, and also offer my services more because like, um, for the majority of everything I'd done was just a favor. Like, um, you know, like, Hey, could you do this? Like, yeah, no problem. I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? I never like advertised what I was doing or how I was doing things to, to help push things along for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I never thought of myself as a producer. I never thought of myself as um, a social media guy. I never uh, thought of myself as like um, this professional, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, uh, like if I had to put term on, I was um, a pro pro level social media producer slash podcaster. You know what I'm saying? Like I've got, yeah, like you got way more podcasts under your belt, but I, you know, I got, I got over 600 and I, you know, I've learned how to file it down to make it easier for everyone else. Cause I've had so many people reach out to me, like, I want to start a podcast. I want to do this. I'm like, this is what you need. This is what you need to do, do it. And then I would have turned that more into a business, which I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get out of the podcast game. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, you're, when you're addicted to something, you can't, it's hard to break that habit. I'm a big uh, documentary guy right now. I feel like I could do a lot more. I would like to make a fitness documentary at some point. That Ronnie Coleman one is so damn inspiring, man. That's a guest. I, him and OJ are two people I really want to talk to. I don't know why. It's, I know it's a large difference, but the Ronnie Coleman stuff where he's talking about, I've had my back fused four times. And he's like, would you regret anything about your lifting career? He's like, hell no. I was like, I fucking love that shit. He was like, I know exactly what I did when I did it. That's it. Ugh. Well, Ben, you've given me enough of your time, man. Is there a place where people can find any of your links? Well, actually, uh, yes, you can. I'm the angry motherfucking dad. You want to watch my shit? IGTV, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. I'm everywhere. Um, angry Dad Podcast, look it up. I'll instantly pop up once you Google me. Um, you know, Angry Dad uh, slash link bio. Um, you can find all my platforms, all my shows, uh, Nick best pro Strongman. If you want to watch, um, the best experience with me and Nick best, uh, legends of iron podcast, you know what I'm saying? Once you, once you look us up, you'll find us. We're also on the generation iron network. 
Well, I'm going to link all your links in the description. Ben, it's been a pleasure chatting with you again, man. Great to see you. Oh, always good to see you, Robbie. We got to touch it, uh, get in touch again uh, in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We got to make sure that we, we keep in, keep in contact. You got to make a Facebook so I can message you on Facebook. Well, I got a Facebook. I'm on there. You got to add me. Your last one got banned, so I couldn't find oh. you again. <laughs> well, then I'll, I'll find you, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank. Stay tuned for our next episode.